Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. So how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fabulous. You know, I was just thinking, girl, that I am so grateful to God for the food freedom that he gives to us. And I just thought about a scripture that really has helped me over the years. And I thought that it might be good to talk to you about that since you have such wisdom concerning food and such knowledge about what food does to us. So or does for us rather. So I want to talk to you about that and get some of your thoughts about that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, when we, uh, well, let's go ahead and invite the Holy Spirit in and then we'll just, um, and I'll share my scripture and we'll get to, get to talking about that. Perfect. Okay. Well, gracious Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I am just so thankful that you have brought us together to share your wisdom on wellness with your people on today, Father. Because, Lord, you have a treasure trove of wisdom in your word. And we desire that your wisdom guide every single decision that we make in our lives. Because our entire purpose is to glorify you in all of our ways, because you indeed are our life and you are the length of our days. So, Lord, I just ask that you bless the conversation that we're going to have. Open up our hearts, open up our minds to what you want to say to us on this day at this moment, because, Lord, we believe that your blessings are bundled in your word. And we desire to live out the abundant life that we have in Christ in every single respect, whether it's in our finances, whether it's in our relationships, and yes, even in the area of our health. So we give you glory, honor, and praise in everything. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. Well, so Judy, what is this verse? Yes, this verse actually comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. And the scripture reads, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you about, because I know that you've had experience in coaching, and I wanted to ask you about your experience with people who may have come into a session with you, and they may have had maybe some feelings of, of deprivation, of feeling like they have to deprive themselves of certain foods, and maybe even had a bit of a spirit of rebellion with the things that you might have tried to recommend to them. And they're like, underneath it all, they might've said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you kind of sense that they may have had this attitude where you can't make me. <laughs> I was like a little kid, <laughs> you know, being asked to eat the broccoli. Exactly. And yeah. So I wanted to ha get your thoughts about that, about your experience with clients um, and thinking somehow that eating healthy means deprivation. You know, that is such a rampant mentality, and I think you're absolutely right. It plays right into this verse, and the, the verse so clearly and succinctly states, all things are lawful, 
but not all things are helpful. Yes. And so therein lies the mind shift, which can can actually help people to, to change their minds about this feeling of indignancy that they're being um, denied. Mm-hmm. And that is, is this helpful? So what, what I think that does is it puts them back in control of having the choice. Yes. This scripture is fabulous because it basically suggests we have a choice. Eat anything you want. Yes. Eat anything you want. But all things are not helpful. Absolutely. And so it really isn't a situation of shaking the finger and you can't have that or bad foods or good foods. That's a another huge trap. But I think the better description would be helpful foods and unhelpful foods. And then you simply choose. Am I going to choose something that is unhelpful? It's a lot like people who say they don't have time to exercise. And um, what I try to get them to do is to say, is is to speak rightly, is to speak honestly. And that is to say, I am choosing to not make time today for exercise. Yes. I'm choosing to to not make that choice, uh, again, helpful. So whether this is talking about food, but, or in the scripture, it actually talks about a lot of things Mm -hmm. beyond food, but um, whether it be food or exercise or making purchases, we live in the United States of America. All, uh, most everything is lawful but there's a whole bunch of things that are not helpful. And so when you give people the privilege of sort of stepping back and saying, okay, is this really helpful for me? So that's number one. And number two is to focus instead of on all these things that you can't eat, look at the bounty of foods we can eat. It always blows my mind when people go, oh, I can't eat potato chips. And you look at that compared to the bounty of vegetables, the bounty of beans, the, I mean, the bounty of nuts, the bounty of so many, many, many foods that are God-grown and God-given and are real food that are helpful. Absolutely. And so that's the other, that's the other way to do a mind shift. And that is to say, okay, not only is this more helpful, but wow, look, look, there really are a lot of choices that from which to choose. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's a good word, Judy, because as you were speaking, I immediately went back to the story of the first woman who was Eve And what the trick of the enemy was, he got her to focus on the one tree that God told her and Adam not to eat of because he said they were they were going to die. And who knows how many trees that was available to them in the Garden of Eden, dozens, hundreds, thousands. But the enemy got her to focus on the one. So when you're talking about where people are thinking, oh, well, you know, I don't I'm told I shouldn't have this. Instead of looking at all of these other foods, but you're right, we have that choice. 
And that was such a huge mindset shift for me as well. I had to make that mindset shift either. It's like nobody's making me do anything. I'm an adult now. And I have to accept that, yeah, with those choices, every single choice has a, a result from that choice. And so if I choose to eat this food, is that going to be helpful for me considering what I want to do um, in my life? Is it going to cause illness? Is it going to cause sickness? Um, is it going to cause me to have low energy on this day? Even just immediate, if you think about it, foods that you eat, they immediately just drain you or they hijack your brain and that's going to impact you. Never mind weight, which is maybe people can say, oh, well, you know, I'll think about that tomorrow. But what about right now? You know, there's certain food choices that we eat and they have an immediate effect in terms of giving us energy or taking away from that and impacting our ability to enjoy our life right now. And some choices we know within ourselves, you know, perhaps the Holy Spirit saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't have that, you know, because, you know, you've eaten that before and it's hijacked your brain and made you um, lose control in terms of how much you eat. So you shouldn't have that right now. And you, and you have that choice about whether you're going to follow the voice of the Lord in that area or not. But um, I love what you what you're talking about in terms of just just thinking about all the things that God in his that bounty that he's given to you in terms of the things that are helpful to us, you know, and even, you know, th Judy, think about uh, I, and this is something I think about what food does for us. And a lot of times we get in this trap, especially in America, because so many of us struggle with our weight. And we start thinking of, you know, terms of calories in and calories out and just thinking of food as the calorie and somehow thinking that all calories are equal, that if I get um, 100 calories of this food, that's something that's God made, God created, that if I choose this man-made food of 100 calories, it's the same. The body doesn't, it's no different really. But we think we miss out all those um, nutrients that God bundled into that. And, and doesn't it just like overwhelm you when you think about what food does for us and, and how thoughtful and caring God was to bundle all these healing nutrients in food? Well, it is absolutely amazing. And a couple of things I would say specific to that. One of the things that I encourage people to do is think before they make a food choice, is this nutrient rich? Yes. And that is an interesting tally. Is this nutrient rich? Yes. And the other, the other way I encourage people to sort of uh, assess choices is what would great grandma eat? And, mm. and when you think about some of the packaged food choices that we have today, hundred years ago, those weren't even around. Yes. So when you think back on the days of yore, when people were growing their own food, they're buying from the country store, they're preparing their own food. Would, would great, great grandmother even know what this was? 
Right. I mean, what is a gummy bear? Would great, great, great grandma, blue (laughs) gummy bear, what in the world is that? She would ask. And then the other thing that you had mentioned that I think is absolutely worth unwrapping, and that is you, right out of the box in our call, you talked about how we can have sort of that rebellious spirit of, I don't like people telling me what to do and I want to eat that and I want to eat that. Dang it. And I don't like being told what to do. Well, um, that does go back to Eve, right? And what is it about our flesh? And it's our brokenness. It's our brokenness because of Eve. But as soon as someone says, you can't have that, we want it. Absolutely. I mean, we maybe weren't even interested. I mean, look at kids. Kids do this all the time. Look at dogs. Look at dogs. I will have a dog who isn't, doesn't have the slightest interest in a bone. And as soon as another dog comes along and wants that bone, now he wants that bone. Yep. And, and we're the same way. As soon as someone says, oh no, you can't have that. Or no, you shouldn't eat that. That's the top of our list of what we want to consume, which goes back to taking that step back and saying, what has God asked of me? Uh, What does it mean to take care of my temple? Is this food helpful? Is this food nourishing? Is this a choice that I will be thrilled with a half an hour from now? Because the other Mm. thing you had talked about, um, we can, in assessing these foods, how many times do people eat either crazy non-foods, I even call them non-foods, or crazy amounts, and then 30 minutes later, they're riddled with guilt because they really don't feel well. They really can even feel nauseous. And they just, you know, palm to the forehead, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. Why in the moment, which goes down that road of why in the moment? I mean, why is it we want to choose foods that are unhelpful. Yeah. Because there's nobody on this planet who can look you straight in the eye and say, cotton candy is health food. And yet right. go to every <laughs> county fair and there's a whole bunch of people eating it. So why is it what we eat or drink? I mean, let's talk about colas. Why is it so many colas are sold in the United States of America every single year when nobody can look you in the eye and say, oh, this is good for me. Nobody, not one person. That's true. That's true. So why do we eat unhelpful foods, Miss well, Kim? you know, I'm just, I can only give you my experience, of course, but I know for myself, it was like emotional attachment in a lot of cases because I started out when I was very young And I developed this attachment to sugary foods because when I was a kid, I used to, my mom used to give me money to go get candy to make me, you know, it's like a little treat before she went to work. So I got that accept that association that, hey, candy makes you feel better. And so I discovered that not only did candy seem to make me feel better, but uh, other sugary foods as well. So I used to always tell myself, well, this is just a little treat. This is something that will help me to make me feel better. It made me feel special. 
So in my case, that's what a lot of the sugary foods that I ate, it wasn't logical, of course, but it was all emotional. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the case with a lot of people where, you know, I've discovered even with Take Back Your Temple, a lot of people have learned to associate food with um, making me feel special or making me feel loved or as a cure for loneliness or depression. So it's not if it was just logical, then people would make healthy food choices. They would choose those things that are helpful for, for them. But they have to, if they've been consistently choosing foods that are not helpful, then they have to be willing to dig and ask the Lord for a revelation as to what is the attachment that I have to this food? What am I thinking that this unhelpful food does for me? And a lot of times it's, what is the yeah, what is the, yep. what what is is the, the benefit to you? What do you believe um, to be more accurate? What do you believe is the benefit that this food is giving me? And is that the truth? Or is it the truth that when I eat this food, that I lose self-control, that I intend to eat one cookie, but I end up eating a dozen and the enemy's whispering to me, one little bite won't hurt. Well, Truly, experience has proven to you that that is a lie because your past experience means that one little bite will lead to 12, you know, or a binge. Well, and what you have explained to us before is that the same receptors in your brain when you eat sugar are the same receptors as cocaine. So it is an addiction. I mean, sugar, specifically sugar. Yes is addictive. I mean, it is, it, 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 you, one can be physically addicted to sugar because a little sugar makes you want more sugar, makes you want more sugar. So is this helpful? That's not a hard no, question. It's not a hard question. If, if one really gets their head wrapped around, is cocaine helpful? No, uh, no. it's not helpful. So, but, but when you're choosing out of the addiction, when you're choosing because you've already had one or two and that those pleasure synapses are going, oh, that was terrific. Let's have more right. of that. Then that's a hard cycle to get out of versus never stepping down that path. Absolutely, Judy. And it's so interesting, too, that you brought that up because I actually wrote an article because I was actually doing some research on the internet about sugar addiction. And one of the questions that I discovered that a lot of people are asking is what does the Bible say about eating sugar? And so I went back and looked at sugar um, from a biblical perspective. And of course, first thing we know is that the sugar that we see, the white powder didn't even exist in biblical days. But what God made for us and man processed it to become the white powder that we know today is sugar. God created corn, but man processed that into sugar. God created beets, but man processed that into sugar. God created sugar cane, but man processed that into sugar, processed it into sugar. And, and that, that's white powder. It has addictive properties. It took God, I mean, man took out all the fiber out of the corn and the beets and the sugar cane and made it into this white powder that's devoid of nutrients. And even in the Bible, you know, with honey, of course, we know God did create, he create the bees, which create honey. But even the Bible in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27 says, it is not good to eat much honey So to seek one's own glory is not glory. So if God himself is talking about honey that he himself made, that it's not good to eat much of it, 
then of course we also need to have um, wisdom in the amount of um, uh, man-made sugar. Um, to again, go back to that original question, which is, is this helpful to me? So it, God, in his wisdom, he loves us so much that he wants us to use wisdom in the amount of foods that we choose, the amount of foods that we eat and the food choices themselves that we eat. So he loves us. He wants us to experience abundant life. And there are certain choices that we make that are not helpful and will give, you know, put us in a world of trouble if we continue down that path. What I would probably say in closing out this session, and which, which of course, like most, most triggers all kinds of future questions and conversations, but would be to encourage our listeners in the coming week before they eat anything, before anything goes in their mouth. Is this yes. helpful? Is this helpful? And in those moments where, of course, it's not helpful, but either you're starving because you miss lunch or you're in, a, you're in a social setting and everybody's eating it or whatever it is that it is a very, very difficult, super strong temptation, pray Amen. like crazy. Amen. Amen. Because God really does not want us to consume foods that are, are unhelpful. Certainly anything of it is, anything's lawful. I mean, anything is lawful. Nobody's going to die and go to hell because they ate too much birthday cake. But a whole bunch of foods or non-foods, in my opinion, are not helpful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And he certainly doesn't want us to be under the power of any food. You know, so that is something else, a very serious uh, question to ask yourself, is this helpful? And if I continue to eat this food, will I be brought under the power of this food through addiction? Now, you you do you accept emails? I know you accept emails from just the public who might share with you their experience of saying, gosh, I did that. And I, I didn't need it because it was really clear that wasn't helpful. So your email is? Yes, they can email me at tbythelp at takebackyourtemple.com. Tbythelp mm -hmm. at takebackyourtemple.com. I look forward to getting feedback. Yes. Stories of I'm about ready to dive into a bag of Doritos and I had to ask myself, is this helpful? Yes. yes. And I, I welcome those stories. I welcome those stories. And Judy, you know, as we close out, um, I would like you to pray for our listeners because you already, you gave, a, gave us a challenge about asking if these things are helpful, but I'd like you to pray um, for our listeners who may be eating foods that are not helpful largely, and they need God's wisdom, power, and strength for help to overcome these habits. So will you play, pray for our listeners as we close out? What a privilege. Father, you have called us to be in the world, but not of the world. And that's really hard. 
that's really hard in so many ways, but it's, it's definitely hard in the food arena. It's hard because a lot of the foods that man has manufactured taste good. They are alluring. They're, they're part of our social fabric. Yes. Unfortunately, they're part of our church fellowship routines and traditions, and yet they're not helpful. So I do want to just lift up any of our listeners today who want to eat more helpfully. They want to eat foods that are nurturing to their temple. They want to eat healing foods, nutritious foods. They want to relish your bounty. They want to worship you by being grateful for those foods that you have provided, those many colorful, unique foods that are savory, that are overlooked because we're no longer hungry because we ate that candy bar. Mm -hmm. Father, be with all of us who are tempted by the flesh, who just like Eve want to pound our fist and say, I want this. Lord, be with us in those moments of trial and temptation. For anyone listening today who, who struggles with food choices, I pray that that moment of stopping and asking is this helpful, would be that moment where your spirit screams in their ear, not whispers, screams in their ear and says, no, but let me help you turn. Turn thou me that I might be turned. Yes. And they do a 180 and they walk away. Yes. In your power, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, that you walk with us, even in these these moments of temptation transformed to victory. Yes. In the power of our risen Savior, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, what a powerhouse session. Another powerhouse. You know, our Lord is good challenge and sought the Lord and they're seeing victory walked out day by day in their food choices with choosing foods that are helpful for them. Thank you, my friend. I I just love talking with you and sharing God's wisdom on wellness. It's always a joy. So we will chat next week. Well, God bless you, sis. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Oh,